We've sung the songs with as much as we know how to bring. Indescribable, God of wonders, almighty. Accept our praise. Accept our concerns. Accept our hopes. Accept our joy. There is none like you. There is none like you. Sing it with me. There is none like you. There is none like you. There is none like you. Amen. Amen. Maybe see you. Well, I can tell you right now, President Graves, it is not fair to have to compete with the smell of homemade cinnamon rolls wafting through the air. So we'll get on with this and get on to the business at hand. Think about it. Destination is everything. For instance, if you want a Big Mac, you'd better head to McDonald's and not to Burger King. However, if the Whopper is on your stomach's radar screen, then the Burger King is it. On the other hand, if waffle fries and chicken nuggets strike your fancy, then it has to be Chick-fil-A, but never, never on a Sunday. And here in Colorado Springs, if it's a Josh and John's home-churned ice cream that you crave, you would not find it in Safeway. And if you are craving an Oreo blizzard, then only Dairy Queen will do. Remember, destination is everything. If the Strites want to head to the beach, we stay away from North and South Dakota. But if we want to see the world-famous Corn Palace, then Mitchell it is. If we want to go to Tennessee, if we don't want to, or if we want to see the Grand Tetons, we don't go to Tennessee. But if we want to see our grandkids, Master Molly and Miles, then it's only Tennessee and only that will do. If the Colosseum in Rome is, on our, is in our travel plans, England won't do it. And if we plan for a week of soccer in Brazil, we dare not go to Hong Kong. You see, destination informs the journey. And as I have talk, tagged my talk today, we need in life, to begin with the end in mind. For our purposes today, I'm suggesting that to begin with the end in mind means that we need to start with a clear understanding of where both we are and where we want to wind up. It means always to be aware of destination in order to keep our steps moving in that direction. Remember, it's McDonald's for a Big Mac and Burger King for a Whopper. 
Stephen Covey, in his famous book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Individuals, notes that the idea of beginning with the end in mind is based on the principle that all things are really created twice. Covey says that there is the first or the mental creation and a second or physical creation to all things. Take the construction of a house or the construction of this chapel, this beautiful chapel, by the way. Somebody had to create this in every detail in one's head before he hammered the first nail, right? You try to get a very clear sense of what the house needs to look like. You choose where to put the living room, where to put the family room. You plan for a kitchen. You plan for the bathrooms, the bedrooms, the sliding doors, the placement of windows, all of those details you have to create mentally first. You work it in your mind until you get that image, and then it's time to begin to build it. Then the builder produces a blueprint, writes it down, somehow uh, records that plan, and makes that plan come to life in the second creation, the bricks and mortar. There's an old carpenter's rule that says, measure twice, but cut once. You have to make sure that the blueprint is the first creation and that that is really what you want and that you have planned well. Then and only then pick up the hammer and start the work. As you know, this basic concept is operational in many areas of our lives. Before you take a trip, you determine the destination and you decide on the best route. There are lots of different ways to get to Colorado Springs from you name it. Let's say you, you're wanting to travel from Chicago to Colorado Springs. You probably would head on the most direct route from Illinois to Colorado, but you don't have to. You could go to Maine. Then you could drive down to Savannah and then you could head over to Nashville. You could just come up with all sorts of ways to get to Colorado Springs, could you not? Before you plant a garden, you sort of plant it in your minds. Where are you going to put the okra? You always have to have okra. Where are you going to put the beefsteak tomatoes, the peas, the cabbage? Where are you going to put it all? You have to have a plan, an end in mind. We create speeches on paper before we give them. We envision a gourmet meal in our home before we prepare it. And designers conceive the look of clothes before they ever thread a needle. And so we, we might ask, what happens if there is not a mental creation? Or if our first creation is not conscious, by conscious design, then we can only guess about the second creation. For example, you might wind up in the line, the drive through line at Burger King to pick up your Big Mac. It will not be there. Take my word for it, I've done that. <laughs> Under no circumstance is that person going to travel next door to McDonald's to get that Big Mac for me when I'm in the Burger King line. Hear me today. Whether we are aware of it or not, whether we are in control of it or not, there is a first mental creation to every part of our lives. A concept, an idea, a blueprint, 
a mental image that precedes and dramatically affects the second creation of how that goal plays out in our lives. As a Christian and as an academic, I hold strongly to the belief that, and hear me, hear me clearly here, through the unique redeemed human characteristics of self-awareness, imagination, and conscience, redeemed characteristics, each of us is able to take charge of his or her own first creation, write it down in our minds, and then live it out. I believe that. I believe God has enabled us to do that. That's why we have a brain. That's why we have gifts and graces and skills. And so the question becomes, what end or ends are we talking about here today, September the 1st in the year of our Lord, 2010, in Nazarene Bible College Chapel? In most respects, these ends today are not much different from those of any generation and maybe are well summed up in Thomas Jefferson's phrase in the Declaration of Independence, we're all seeking life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, are we not? Let's talk about that for just a minute. Interaction time. What are some of those life, liberty, pursuits of happiness that we're all seeking probably universally all the time? Just yell them out. What are they? What are some of them that you're seeking? Come on, don't have time, those, those rolls will burn. What? Getting out of debt. Health. Grandkids. Education. A job. Friends. Friends. Meaningful existence. Now, any one of those things that you've named, we'll save those for another day. Because any one of those could be a conversation in and of itself. But for today, let's consider one universal end that each of us in this room, I think, personally subscribes to. And it's found in Matthew 6, 33. But first be concerned, and I'm reading now from the International Standard Version, but first be concerned about God's kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be provided for you as well. New Living Translation, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. New International Version, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you as well. God's word translation, but first, be concerned about his kingdom and what has his approval. Then all these things will be provided to you. King James, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And then the message says it this way. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out you'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. All of this seeking first the kingdom stuff sounds so simple, doesn't it? Just do it. And it is, actually, if 
we set out seeking first things first, or if we indeed begin with the end in mind. The scriptures are replete with reminders to us all of the Lord's willingness and his desire to lead us toward those ends. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Proverbs 3, 5, 6, trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not unto our own understanding. In all of our ways acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. Romans 8, 14, those led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Galatians 5, 18, those led by the Spirit are not under the law. John 16, 13, yet the Spirit of truth does not lead people into confusion. In other words, hear me, we dare not let our feelings, those of the human spirit, keep us from following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Our hymns, remember hymns? Testify over and over again to God's leading. In shady green pastures so rich and so sweet, God leads his dear children along. Where the water's cool flow bays the weary one's feet, God leads his dear children along. Some through the water, some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through the... Some through great sorrow, but God gives a song in the night season and all the day long. He leadeth me, O blessed thought, O words with heavenly comfort fraught. Whate'er I do, whate'er I be, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. Precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on, let me stand. I am tired, I am weak, I am worn. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord. Take my hand. God will take care of you. Be not dismayed. Whate'er betide, God will take care of you. All the way my Savior leads me. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his tender mercy? who through life has been my guide. Heavenly peace, divinest comfort, here by faith in him to dwell. For I know whate'er befall me, Jesus doeth all things well. For I know whate'er befall me, Jesus doeth all things well. Each step I take, my Savior goes before me, and with his loving hand he leads the way. I better get out of the hymnal. Better get out of the Bible and out of the hymnal. We'll never get to those cinnamon rolls. Bob Benson, let me get to Bob Benson. A popular storyteller from a generation ago captures the importance of the, of the relationship of the beginnings and the endings in our lives and the importance of knowing where you're headed before you start. Listen to his words and then these two precious words in closing. Did they hear my vest? I was invited out to a college to speak the other day. You always want to do your best at a college, of course. They are such reservoirs of knowledge and erudition and distinction. At least it seems they certainly should be when one considers how much learning the freshmen bring with them and how little the seniors actually take away. There was also the added disadvantage of my being in my own hometown. 500 miles is about the distance at which I begin to change into a downright expert on any number of important topics and subjects. So I had studied hard, Bob Benson says, and had prayed earnestly for seriously 
it is a deep challenge to speak to people of that age, to try to add some direction to them from out where I am, the, these 30-odd years from commencement, my own commencement, and to try to do so in a way that will not tarnish their brightness and their optimism is not a task that I take lightly when I speak to college students, Dr. Benson said. So I put on my best three-piece Navy pinstripe suit, thinking maybe I would at least look like a wise man from the East, and I went out to chapel to speak. Well, they were courteous, and they listened attentively to me. Afterwards, I was talking to some students right down in the front of the chapel. I wasn't mobbed or anything like that, mind you, but at least some students came up to say hello. When someone looked down at my suit and said, well, look at that. And I looked down to see that my vest was buttoned wrong. All the time, I had been standing in front of that student body, not to mention the faculty and administration, thinking that I was looking reasonably important and sophisticated. And all the time, they must have been thinking, where did they get this guy who doesn't even know how to button his clothes? But since it happened the way it did, let me try to salvage a bit of my wounded pride and honor, Bob says, by philosophizing about it for a minute or two. It's not hard to button your vest wrong, you know. All you have to do is put the second button in the top hole, or else slip the second hole over the top button. From then on, it's as easy as falling off a log. Because the rest will follow along slick as a whistle. All you have to do is start wrong. Ending wrong will take care of itself. And do you know how I hear those words of Christ coming to me these days, says Bob Benson, very simply. I guess they would, have to be, they would have to be simple for a 50-year-old man who hasn't passed buttoning yet. But I hear Christ saying to me, there is just one way to button your vest right. There will always be a button left over or an extra hole when you start wrong. But if you begin right, if you seek first the kingdom of God, the Father and I will guarantee that if you start with the end in mind, the rest will find their rightful place. If I could have told those college students anything that morning, I mean in a way that it really would have stayed with them, I guess I would have been, it would have been about the business of starting right, of starting with the end in mind. Because if you want to end strong, Get the first button right. I don't know if those students would have heard anything that I said that morning. I just hope and pray that they heard my vest. You know, seeking first the kingdom, 
makes a lot of sense. We're assured that God will lead us through the great history of the church, the promise of scripture. Are you persuaded today that he indeed will do that for me and for you? Or is this just for somebody else? Well, let me tell you about me. I am persuaded that neither life, nor death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord if we start with the end in mind.